Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis! Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latrissa. Welcome back to the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. Um, we have recently been doing, if you've been following along, a series of episodes on Elvis's early girlfriends. And we told y'all that today would be about June Juanico. A little bit more time to study June and... Latresa has something cool for us today, so we're going to take a little break from Elvis's girlfriends and get back to that next week. So I'm going to let her take it away. Uh, yes. Hi, guys. We are we're working on the June Juanico. I actually finished the book. Lots and lots of stuff there. Uh, but I wanted to take a break. If you follow the Presley's in the New York Times on July 13th, of this year, they had the uh, results for Lisa Marie's death. The, uh, the they released the autopsy reports, and it just kind of I started looking at some of the information that was available, and it this just kind of took a life of its own, and it was something I felt like we really needed to look into. It says that the L.A. County Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, has issued a statement that the result of Lisa Marie Presley's death was a bowel obstruction that was the result of adhesions caused by weight loss surgery that she underwent several years before. She had been complaining on January 12th of severe abdominal cramps, and later that day she was found non-responsive and taken to the hospital where she underwent cardiac arrest and died that afternoon. The autopsy stated that she had been described prescribed opi- opiates after surgery and then suffered an infection. She was prescribed another medication to get her off of the opiate, but the toxicology report showed therapeutic levels of oxycodone and another medication that was used to to treat the opioid addiction. And I wanted to just take a moment to talk about the rumors or insensitivity, I guess, of the Presley family when discussing death, uh, the death of the Presleys. You know, a lot of people have already assumed that Lisa Marie died of 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 a drug overdose, just like her father did. And if you really dig into 
uh, Elvis's medical history, and if you dig into some of the history of his mom and dad, you see there was a lot of genetic issues there. And I have a book called Destined to Die Young by Sally A. Hodel, and I just wanted to go over some of the things that I found book so I guess this will kind of be like a book report and then kind of talking about some of my findings and matching them with some of the other things that I've that I have uh, discovered but you know it has long been thought that people have always talked about how Elvis died of a drug overdose and uh, the image that of Elvis today most people the younger generation, the Elvis movie has been very, very helpful. But until that, mostly the millennials have always made jokes about Elvis's passing and they're aware he is, but they really don't understand what his contributions were. They've seen the Elvis impersonators and they see distasteful skits. And, you know, people talk about his downfall more than they talk about his accomplishments and actually his rise to fame. People often talk about his drug addiction, how he ate fattening foods and how he chased women. And these are these are basically the conceptions that people have of us today. And I just wanted to kind of look at some of the things that that Elvis actually accomplished and and some of the he, he went up against a lot of opposition, not only as a rising star in a time where his music was unaccepted, but he had a lot of personal, a lot of health issues that he had to address, too. Clancy, feel free to do any time you have an opinion, please. Okay, I'm suffering from a cold, so I'm trying not to talk to keep from coughing and ruining <laughs> the whole thing. Okay, well, I just wanted to make sure you were still with us. But one of the things that I read, this is a quote from the book. It says, without Elvis Presley, all the music that came after him would not have happened when it did or in the same way. Elvis contributed to the American fabric and changed the entire world with a cultural impact that could never be. He created something new, something purely American that changed music forever across the globe. We have the John Lennon quote that is very familiar. It says, before Elvis, there was nothing. So then I wanted to kind of jump to some of the causes of death. If you look up, if you Google uh, the cause of death for Elvis, mostly what you're going to find is drug addiction or drug overdose, uh, compromised with heart and different things like that. But according to what I have found in this book, and, and she is actually, she, the uh, author, is a lifelong Elvis fan and historian. She has a journalism degree from Michigan State University. She used, she did massive research. This is, this has been the medical information that she provides and just the research that she put into this book it's really like more like a journal than it is a book it's definitely not an easy read to say but according it says that elvis's cause of death was cardiac arrhythmia they found no intravenous needles all of his abdominal organs were enlarged and it has that his a normal spleen 
weighs about 75 grams. Elvis's spleen weighed 340 grams. His wow. kidneys were enlarged. His fatty liver was twice the size of normal, and it wasn't in good shape. But it wasn't the cause of death. And instead of looking like a red muscle, his heart looked like a piece of brown flab. And the normal weight of a heart is 375 grams. His heart weighed 520 grams. And they attributed that to the extensive high blood pressure that he had had over the years. He was close to needing dialysis, and it had been discussed that he would go on dialysis for his kidneys. His colon was eight feet long and up to five inches in diameter in some places. Normal colon is five feet long and two inches in diameter. Now, when you think about that, you think about all of these different things. Some people are quick to say, well, that was because of his drug abuse. And the prescription drugs that he used, of course, he used them to help with these conditions, but of course he he took mild amounts, and there's no there's no question that he that he did suffer from from addiction to prescription medication. But you have to look at the level of pain, the level of discomfort, and basically the need, not only psychological need, which is drug addiction, but the actual physical need that his body needed to uh, yeah. be able to function i can't imagine how bad he felt with all of that exactly and that's basically what what this podcast is going to be about that's what we're going to look at um and the uh the center for human toxicology at the university of utah in salt lake city discovered 11 drugs in elvis's system there was a lot of controversy and we'll get into that in a little while. But this is factual. Uh, it says that they believed all of them to be consistent with medical treatment. And the Shelby County Medical Examiner, Jerry, uh, Dr. Jerry Francisco, stated that had these drugs not been there, he still would have died. So we know that the drugs contributed, but they were not the cause of death. And, uh, and one of the reasons that it basically exploded that Elvis died on the toilet and that died from a drug overdose and all of the things we hear that just really upsets a true Elvis fan and one who respects and admires Elvis. 2020 expose Rivera did, it was called the Elvis cover-up. He basically talked about how Elvis died of a drug overdose and how it was covered up because of his stardom and, and his following and things. But no one that was involved in the 2020 investigation looked into Elvis's medical history. If they had looked into his medical history, they would have found that his mother died from heart and liver complications when she was only 50 or 46 years old. And on the Smith side of the family, his uncle Tracy died of a stroke at 49. His uncle Travis died of heart and liver complications at 58. His uncle Johnny died from heart and liver complications at 46. So this is something that, you know, it wasn't looked into, but this is something that is very 
that's not normal for a family to lose that many family members at such an early age. So you have to think there's something to it. And Dr. Francisco was actually taken court, but in 1994, they were investigating the fact of whether he lied on Elvis's autopsy and said that it was cardiac arrest or was actually drug overdose. The Tennessee Department of Health investigated the case to determine if he had lied, and it was determined that if Elvis had died from a drug overdose, he would have slipped into sleep, and he would have, it would have taken him hours to die. Nothing in the day from, uh, from the drugs. And so that was something that I felt, you know, was important to, to yes, in a drug yeah. overdose. Now we, we know today you have drugs that will kill you immediately. Those are not the prescription drugs. And you've got to think, this is the, the amount of time that us, the, the, the different, what do you say, the advances made in the medical field, they, they had not yet been discovered. A lot of things that, like, for example, lupus, those are things that that be part of Elvis's medical woes or ailments. And they hadn't even been discovered at the time, fibromyalgia hadn't. But it is a fact that Dr. Nick had written over 199 prescriptions to Elvis, totaling more than 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines, laxatives, hormones, and narcotics in 1977. But he says that you could not control a guy like Elvis, as nice as he was. Whenever Elvis went out of town, the doctors, wherever he went, would give him anything he wanted. That was the problem. So Dr. Nick did indeed prescribe tons of medicine and eventually lost his his license, his medical license, because of of the uh, prescriptions that he had written to Elvis. But according to Dr. Nick, and, and the massive dose, you know that once you take medicine for a while, it quits working and you have to take more. So that was one excuse. There's no excuse for, for 10,000 doses in, in less than a year uh, because Elvis didn't even live the entire year. So there was a great amount of doses, but Dr. Nick says that he basically controlled what he was given and tries to explain or defend himself in the fact that Elvis had a medical journal. Elvis would read his medical journal. He would read his symptoms. He would look for things that could help him. And when he was in town, he would just call a doctor up. And every doctor that he called was more than happy to give him what he wanted. And so a lot of times what he was given, uh, what he was getting from another doctor was it was contrary to something that Dr. Nick would have prescribed or maybe worked against it or whatever. So that was something Dr. Nick did not feel like he had control over that. So we look back in history. We also, I know we discussed this, we're talking about Gladys and we did the the podcast on Gladys and um, Gladys's parents were first cousins. So that within itself, when you retrace history, and back in the day in the South, that was not fairly uncommon that family members marry, but it was discovered later that it could cause problems because of different um, traits that and heredities that were in the blood 
if there were issues that compounded the issues. So uh, her, her parents were first cousins. So Elvis's grandparents were first cousins. And that, that was uh, something that could be detrimental. Her mother was sickly. She had nine children. And six, including Gladys, died for the average life expectancy. Doll lived to be a little bit older, but she was bedridden the whole time. And at the time, they did not really know what her problem was. But considering the fact that she had six children early, perhaps it was the, the liver and kidney issues that killed her children. So family histories, the colon problem that... Elvis had was passed down from the Presleys, and it was a problem that Elvis had at birth. Researched, the author had researched family members and people who had known Elvis growing up, and they were aware of the fact that Elvis suffered from constipation very, very early. And there was also, and I'm probably butchering, if anybody has any medical history, they're going to laugh at not only my southern accent, but my my lack of ability to pronounce these words. But there is a condition that raises your risk called alpha-1 antitripin deficiency. And what that is, it's a protein that protects the lungs, and it's not present. And that means that it is easier for your lungs to be damaged by smoking, pollution, dust, environment. And it also can mask or be uh, misdiagnosed as COPD, which they assumed or that they thought Gladys may have. And at times they thought that Elvis may suffer from the COPD. There was also hypogamma globinemia, which is a low antibody levels, which is basically an autoimmune. And that's the fibromyalgia, different things like that. And if this is left untreated, it can cause severe medical complications. Left untreated, it can lead to Crohn's disease, which is a digestive disease with the colon. It can cause heart damage, lung damage, digestive tract. So all of these different things were in Elvis's family, and so it is possible that Elvis suffered from some of these and was later diagnosed as having some of these. But when it talks about um, the the autoimmune and the susceptibility for infection, in the book it says from January '69 to January '71, these are only the recorded sicknesses that Elvis had. He had the flu four times. He had tonsillitis once, a very bad sore throat with a cold one time. And all of these, this was documented and this was during, he performed the whole time. The flu four times in like two years and he performed with the flu. So that... That that's that within itself is just it's tragic. It is tragic. Yeah. Family and the death on her side of the family. Vernon had a first cousin who died at thirty three from intestinal disease. He had a niece who would been who had been Elvis's first cousin who died at thirty two with an intestinal disease. And Elvis himself was diagnosed with it. And so was Lisa Marie. 
And on the Oprah Winfrey show in 2006, Lisa Marie's telling about a time there, the, uh, the show was, was at Graceland. I remember seeing the show. I didn't remember this. I read it. But they are interviewing it's Oprah and her friend, um, Gail. And they are at Graceland and interviewing Lisa Marie. And Lisa tells of a time when she was 10 years old and her Aunt Delta embarrassed her in front of her friends by asking her if she had a movement that day. And Lisa Marie tells that, and she laughs about it, and she said that she was chronically constipated as a child. And she said that her whole whole daddy side of the family, the chronic, it was a chronic situation with the whole side of the family. So that basically right there, you have both sides of the family have illnesses that are hereditary and that affected family members early on. And... And and we also, like I say, uh, Elvis was diagnosed with it, and as was Lisa Marie. And the fact that Lisa Marie ends up dying of a bowel obstruction, even if it was caused from surgery, and she suffered from chronic constipation and had the intestinal illness that the family had been diagnosed with, uh, to me, that all ties together. It yeah. really, really... And so... One question, this is something that I had wondered about. You read accounts of how Elvis's mother had a problem with alcohol, that she drank a lot. Then you read other accounts from people like under Uncle Vester. In the book we read about Uncle Vester, he says that Gladys was not a drinker. Also, one of Elvis's girlfriends, Barbara Hearn, says that she never saw Gladys drink. She never saw alcohol in the house. She never smelled it, and she never saw Gladys seeming intoxicated. So you have to wonder. Not, not. I, I don't like to dispute anyone's word, and we like to try to just give facts and not, not opinions. Every now and then we'll throw in an opinion, but I think it's important for us to just go with the facts that we have but Gladys was diagnosed with hepatitis and that is a liver a liver complication and it it causes scarring on the liver which can cause sclerosis of the liver or cirrhosis of the liver and so a lot of people talk about she always looks so sad but in early years people talked about her as being joke that she was very happy. She was hospitable. A lot of Elvis's old girlfriends talk about how she took them in and, and you know, how, how she loved cooking for Elvis and care of Elvis, and he was her pride and joy. What we see from, especially from the years 1954 to 1958 when she passed away, when Elvis is there in his name, we see a very sad woman who is heavy set with dark circles under her eyes. And and actually, the weight gain, which a lot of they said looked like she was very swollen, which in the later years, we know how swollen Elvis was. The dark circles under the eyes, all of these were a sign of a toxic liver. And at the time, alcohol was considered to be a legitimate medicine. You know, you hear people all the time, old people that took their tonic. So that could have been the reason why in there toward the end that Gladys consumed alcohol. The point I'm trying to make is 
more than likely from the information I have gathered, it wasn't like she drank herself to death and had cirrhosis of the liver because of a drinking problem. That's just the point I'm trying to make. So uh, at the time of her death, she had congestive heart failure. There was a lot of fluid that was built up. Her blood pressure was extremely high. And she was seeing a cardiologist called Dr. Clark. And when Elvis was in the Army, we know that Vernon and Gladys went to boot camp with him in Texas and that Vernon had to bring her back home to see Dr. Clark. On August the 9th, Dr. Clark and four other specialists that he had called in agreed that she had hepatitis, but they could not agree upon the cause of the hepatitis. She was very swollen. And Memphis Mafia member Lamar Fox says that they drained two gallons of fluid from her before she died. Wow. And on her death certificate, Dr. Clark listed myocardia infarction acute due to hepatitis and acute severe hepatitis liver disease. Some of the symptoms of liver disease is a disturbance of sleep pattern, which we know Elvis had. Joint pain, fatigue, pain. Any of those people that were close to Elvis, they talked about how you know he had these symptoms. Uh, as a matter of fact, somewhere, if I can find my notes, in 1971, Dr. Nick diagnosed Elvis with reactive arthritis, which is when you have arthritis, conjunctivitis, and urethritis. All of these were present. That's painful joints inflammation of the eyeball and we know that he was also diagnosed with glaucoma and inflammation of the urethra and so he had all of the issues when he died so you have to wonder and he he told Kathy Westmoreland who was a singer uh, in his band and also a, a girlfriend she said that he spoke about the inherited diseases that his parents had believed that he would die early in life. He, he recognized liver, heart, kidney problems and he felt that he had them and he told a lot of people that he didn't feel like he would live to be very old. So when you look at the pressures that he had of money and the pressures that he had of supporting everybody that was around him and the loads of shows that he had to perform and you look at all of these illnesses all of this this sickness that, that he carried around, I mean, I just can't imagine. Yeah. And this is documented. I mean, this is not just, uh, the, these are facts of different situations. Every Just about everyone who knew Elvis and wrote about Elvis talked about how sick he was. And I don't think any of them realized. And in the book, it talks about, you know, you've got red out and they talk about him abusing yes and there was no there was no I mean he abused drugs but Dr. Nick makes the statement that Elvis was a very private person and he didn't go around sharing his medical woes with everyone and when they saw him taking these massive doses of medicine they really didn't realize all of the issues that he had and, of course, when you take something for a long time and it doesn't help, it's to the point where it's not helping and you increase the dosages, which Elvis was at a level where I don't think any of this medicine was helping him at all. And like we've said, 
like like we read before, he would have died if he didn't have all of these drugs in his system with what with all of the ailments that he had. But he he was short of dialysis. That was something that had been discussed. It had also been discussed with his colon issues that they do the uh, the the bag, the coloscopy bag, or I'm saying that wrong, but he was definitely that. And there are doctors that said that would have possibly saved his life, or that would have have lessened his early death, I guess, if he had addressed that issue, because that was a great big issue. Uh, when you look at the fact that his colon was a normal one and four inches larger in diameter than, than a normal one, that tells you how big of a problem that was. But when you throw in pressures of making money and supporting all of these people and the load of shows, you also put in the separating from Priscilla in 1972. And, and regardless of how anyone feels about Priscilla was his wife. Priscilla was the mother of his child. And Elvis valued family. And Elvis had, he had his girlfriends. He, he, I think he thrived on the attention of women. And he had different relationships with women. And he was very close to a lot of women. But Priscilla was his wife. And Priscilla represented the traditional family and the family values he always wanted. And this, this really took a toll on his life. And Jerry Schilling talks about after the when they separated in 72 that Elvis recorded the melancholy songs like For the Good Times, Separate Ways, Always on My Mind. And Jerry says that after Elvis recorded Separate Ways that he went into the control booth and just listened to the song for hours. And so you've got also a lot of the medicine that he took was for anxiety and for depression. And that compounded all of the other issues that he had. So he was spending more money. He had a bigger pay- payroll. Um, he had planes. He had to keep up Graceland. At one point, he had Circle G. All of these different things. These were pressures on Elvis. And it was basically an endless cycle. And I found somewhere, if I can find my notes, where... It basically says that Elvis was his own enemy. He wanted to continue being Elvis Presley. He needed to perform to take and to one in his circle. So basically, the show had to go on. It really didn't matter how he felt. The show had to go on. And yeah. so I, I know we've gone our just about our time, but I wanted to at his tour schedule in 1974 basically from january to october he performed 150 shows in 99 days and you look at the shape that he was in we we've talked about all of the medical issues that he was that he was suffering from 153 shows in 99 days that would that would kill a well person yeah and so uh, the book says that his biological material was running out of steam and he wasn't able to outrun fate. And I thought that was basically a good way to close. But I feel like all of the speculation, especially with, with the, newly, uh, the newly information on Lisa Marie's, 
that we have, I think that it's very, very possible to to believe or to at least investigate the fact that Elvis, that Gladys Elvis, Lisa Marie, all suffered from biological hereditary illnesses compounded by lifestyle. But just to just to look at the man and look at what all he accomplished and to look at all of those people he felt responsible for, mm-hmm. for the people that he loved so desperately, basically willing to, to keep going and risk his own life. And the fact that, you know, we're not trying to to take away the fact that he that he did consume he he consumed drugs I feel like to feel better I feel like it was psychological too and he he definitely abused drugs but it was all possibly an effort to stay alive and to keep going you know I feel like that side that's not looked at and that's a side that he at least deserves to be to be looked at and to, to be thought it infuriates you when people make fun of him for being overweight and they make fun of the way he passed away and you say Elvis Presley oh he was a drug addict and different things like that it's not I I go back to the fact that I lost my son who was a drug addict there was so much more to my son than being a drug addict there's so much more to every person that suffers from drug addiction they didn't set out to be a drug addict and they have good qualities. They have things they contributed to the world. And I feel like Elvis deserves that. I feel like it's very important that we, that we remember the good. And that we we remember just what a kind and given person that he truly was. And what an American icon he was. Yeah, I agree. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I just felt like, you know, with, with everything coming up the way that it did, this was not, I have worked for two days straight trying to come up with all of this information, but I just felt like it was at this point in time to, to go, uh, to give Elvis a tribute. Yeah. I thought it was all super interesting to learn about. I'm glad that uh, you, you spent the time to research and share with us. Um, as always everyone if you like what you hear please give us a review on um podcast and we'll read it on air if you haven't already follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at let's talk elvis podcast and hopefully we'll be with you next week talking about elvis's relationship with june Wanico. stay tuned everybody have a great week bye bye bye